0: June 18th it was a hot sunny day Southside in Florida everything was going my way Scoping out new bikes with wads of cash Louis Vuitton bag no need to stash Smoke a little flock of getting late in the day Next time calling up your mom for a romp in the hay Sped out of the lot in my brand new ride Not noticing the thugs on the other side They pulled in the front and said oh it's on But they didn't know I'm XXX okay. Yeah
1: Yeah <laughs> All right, so we have a new Taco Supremo in the Yay! house. We've been getting a lot lately. Thank you guys so much.
2: Yeah, that means a lot to us. Yeah, I can't wait to get to know you guys.
1: So thank you so much, Bria. Welcome, Bria. B-R-E-E-A.
0: What's up, girl?
1: And she's from Raleigh. Cool. Ooh. Did she come to our show? I don't know. I can't remember. That's awesome. But she sent us a message, and it says, hello. And hello. it has an exclamation point. Hello. And then that was it. All
2: right, well, well, hello.
1: So, hey, how are you? I I don't think people... They don't think it's really us. No, well, all right, so it's It's like an autoresponder, but it comes back to my email. So a lot of people are, you know, just put in gibberish (laughs) because they don't think I'll see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We know, we know everything that you've been sending and saying to us, people.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Bria.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to go back to Raleigh. Yeah. Raleigh was a great show. Oh. Raleigh was was my favorite, I think.
2: Was that Clouds? No. Yes,
0: that was the last one that we were able to do. It was like the weekend before everything started shutting down. Oh, yes.
2: That was perfect timing. It was. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I have to say, every time I use these bongos, they sound better and better. They, they age with, like, fine wine. They do. I, I love these bongos. I can't wait for everyone to see them when we're back on the road.
1: Oh, I want to guess. <clears throat> Jack Fire. Mm.
2: Close. Fireball? Fireball. I'm not a huge cinnamon person. Like, cinnamon gum? No. I do not like Big Red. But I do like Fireball. It does. It reminds me a lot of college, but...
1: And that shot right there is dedicated to Will... The pill. Dr. Will, the Pee. pill. And we drank that on our first date. <laughs> not me and Will, me and you.
0: <laughs> uh, full disclaimer we did not get a hint this evening, so we are drinking Nipitati. This hot. episode, um, part of this episode at least, is brought to you by Nipitati Gin.
1: Yes, Nipitati, smooth and erect. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. That was. <laughs> <laughs> erection
2: Interesting <Okay. laughs> Today's well... word of the day is erection
1: Alright, today we got a very popular story That, guess how many podcasts have covered this? 17 None Well, they have, but not True Crime Podcast Oh hmm. I think people are scared of covering, like, controversial cases. They're like, oh no, what if someone comes and shoots me? I mean, I think about that. Well, just dodge the bullet, you idiot. What the fuck? Well, yeah, I... We've made it this far
0: after the Boys on the Tracks episode, This so. is true.
2: Um, also, just, if you are getting shot at, please remember to run and zigzag so <laughs> that you're a moving target.
1: All right, so tonight we're going to June 18th, 2018. Ooh. Ooh, we're going to Recent? the land of flaca and eating people's faces off. What? what? The land of flaca. Flaca, y'all never watched Drugs Inc.
2: No, Flaka? we watched
1: it. all right hold on, hold on, Nicole. This is from the New York Post YouTube channel. Can you describe what you're seeing?
2: Oh my oh,
0: god! Oh, she's okay. So there's a woman on a balcony. She's in like oh, a sports yeah. bra, and she's she is hot. flailing <laughs> around like she is <laughs> possessed, possibly, or she's maybe dancing. Or she's doing some popping. She, oh, locks. she's going berserk! It's like she's having a seizure, or she's Pentecostal. <laughs>
2: If anyone ever showed up in front of my house acting like that, I wouldn't come out of my house for, it's, like, three days. It's like,
0: have you seen the movie Saved, where the girl is making fun of um, Pentecostals and speaking in tongues? Is that the anymore? Oh, Yes. I saw it, like, a long uh, time ago. it's such a good movie. And the girl who's Susan Sarandon's son, or son, the girl who's Susan Sarandon's daughter, she's pretending she's speaking in s- tongues, and then she's... S- 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 actually saying something about her pussy and it's <laughs> the whole thing I have it's not great not it's years. awesome
1: so tonight we're going to june eighteenth, 2018 we're going here to river motorsports this kind of reminds me of the todd cole help member of the yeah. sports so this is a bike shop obviously high-end bikes motorcycles there's like high boosters there i'm just throwing that word out to so people will think I know what I'm talking about. 1300 is is that a thing? Okay. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> it kind of looks like a Harley, like it's painted orange up there, kind of like Harley, but they're not a Harleys. June 18th,
1: 2018. This guy is caught on CCTV in the shop. He comes in. This guy's name is Robert Allen. He's 22 years old. He gets caught on the surveillance. Him and another buddy named Diedrich Williams. They walk inside the store. And they purchased two black masks, like the motorcycle mask, kind of like the quarantine mask, Mm -hmm. like the one you got, the skull. Oh, yeah. Quarantine mask. Yeah, so it's the same thing. They purchased two black masks, and then they leave. But what really was going on was they were following a victim, a potential victim, to rob. And they were kind of casing him out, seeing how much money he has. This dude had a Louis Vuitton Merce man purse mm, mm-hmm. and it had a satchel a mm, satchel yeah and it had a couple thousand dollars in it plus this guy pulled up in a bmw i8 mm. which is a really crazy looking car anyway so this is around 3 30 p.m nicole can you read this this is a little bit about robert allen the guy you see right there go to talkmer.com to see all the pictures
0: Allen has been on probation for possessing PVP, or FLACA, and carrying a concealed firearm, the Broward Sheriff's Office said, but he has failed to make every effort to find a job and owes the state $3,386 to pay for community supervision, according to the warrant.
1: Now, what Nicole read was from the Sun Sentinel is a Florida-based paper, and that article was published July 3rd, 2018. Robert Allen was with three other individuals, and they pulled up in a dark-colored SUV, and these are the guys that were in the SUV. So you have Diedrich Williams, one of the guys that walked into the motorbike store, along with Robert Allen, Michael Boatwright, and Trayvon Newsom. So I'm putting these pictures on TalkMore.com, so be sure to go and see the photographs. Mm-hmm. The victim who we're talking about tonight was motorcycle shopping, He's been in there a lot. He's well-known. He's from the area. He's quite famous nationally at this point. And I'm not sure hmm. if these guys knew who he was initially, but they did know he had a lot of money on him. He had nice jewelry. He was driving a really nice car. Plus, he had that satchel full of cash, and he was literally shopping for a motorcycle. So they were casing him out the whole time. Um, and apparently, So it
0: was meant to be a, a robbery. A robbery the, in, on this
1: guy. It yeah. was like a stick-up. These two guys that walked into the motorsports, they actually kind of gave him a what's up kind of nod. And they didn't actually know the victim, but it was just kind of like, you know, what's up kind of thing. And I don't think the victim had any idea that this was going to happen. The victim leaves about 4 p.m. from the bike shop. He gets into his BMW. He is with another guy, and the other guy makes it out alive Hmm. um, before... This happens right here if you want to describe what you're seeing now, Nicole
0: um so there's two men with guns, one looks like it's a pretty heavy like machine gun almost mm-hmm. pointing at the driver's side of this nice b m w
1: before this picture gets taken on the surveillance camera the victim actually was followed from the atm where he did pull out the money he was followed by this dark colored dodge journey suv with these four guys in it and around 4 p.m he leaves and this is his car right here this is another photo of the bmw not his specifically but just wanted to show you how cool this car is whoa it's got like
2: Lamborghini doors yeah or delorean doors Right? What, how what are they called? Uh,
0: DeLorean Delo- aren't DeLoreans. No, different?
1: they're called those those are called Goldwing Doors.
2: Goldwing doors. <laughs> kind of like don't some types, Teslas have them? Types of doors that I will never be able to afford on any vehicle I own in the future. Don't say that. You don't know what this podcast can do for you.
1: Now go to talkmore.com to see the video. This is the actual surveillance video of what went down. Dun dun dun. All right, describe what you're seeing, Nicole.
0: Okay, so these two guys come out of the SUV, they are like in getting inside the driver's side. They're talking to the driver.
1: The one guy that has his hand in the driver's window is trying to steal his chain the satchel. his necklace oh no, the the satchel is on the other side you'll see the other guy run around here in a second so it's to the, get the satchel
0: okay so there's a passenger in
1: there there was a passenger that's why his door's up right there he fled so the other guy as you saw did he was the driver already shot no 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 not at this point you're about to see this driver i mean yeah he's blocked in the suv blocked him in but i mean dude this guy could have easily turned sped off i mean he's in a way faster or just
0: or just fucking hit the suv just swore it it's
1: a fast car and you see the other guy run around he's the other guy is open leaving him vulnerable the other guy is grabbing the satchel of money i mean yeah that's a really good point he should have just drove kept driving so he's in the car now look at this this is where he gets shot you see did you see that? Um, did you see that right there? No, I, I saw the. This is where he gets shot. You see, he's pull. He's pulling the rifle at him and pointing straight to, the victim's face. Mm-hmm. And did you see the little blast there? You can kind of see it. Here, I'll slow it down a little bit. Do you see that right there? That's the bullet. Okay. Oh, I got it. Perfect. Wow. That's the bullet right there. Whoa. It's like the perfect stopping point. So go talkmurder dot com to see that. That is right before he gets shot in the neck. And obviously, he dies right there. These are the assailants that were in the SUV. Now, who you're seeing right now, Trayvon Newsom and Boatwright, basically the other two guys that didn't go into the motorbike shop, they're the ones that got out. Michael Boatwright is the one that you saw holding the firearm and shooting into the driver's side of the BMW. And they did steal the cash. Now, this is another photo of the car right here, the BMW. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty bad. So the guy that was driving is this guy. Tell us who this is, Nicole. Do you know who this is? Um, no. Jen, who is this? I have no idea. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. I thought you guys knew this. No. The victim of tonight's story is Josse Dwayne Ricardo Onfroy, And I hope I pronounced that right. He also goes by his rapper persona name of XXX Tentacion. Tentacion. Y'all don't know who the fuck this is? (laughs) (laughs) No. I have no idea. This guy has like. Would I
2: recognize no. any of the songs he's in? Yeah. What song is he No, not unless you saying? like
1: that new shitty mumble rap. <laughs> no. no, I wouldn't. No. no I would I'm into the 90s, early 2000s hip hop. Yeah, well, this guy is not for you. His music was nominated for at least 10 Grammys.
0: Really? Wow.
1: <laughs> and we're going to read some of the lyrics tonight, and you can decide for yourself if that was a worthy endeavor for them to I'm a to big do. fan
0: of like Dr. Dre, you know? Dr. Dre, you know, yeah.
1: Drake's my boy. So, all right. So, this is how you say the guy's name XXX Ah, oh, Fuck, how do you say it? Tentacion. XXX Tentacion. So, let me pronounce it for you XXX TEN TA T A H C, like I see you S E E, on, like Oprah's network. XXX Tentacion. Now, the book we're reading tonight is from Jonathan Reese. It's called Look at Me hmm. with an exclamation mark. I read the entire book and it's a very well researched book. I got to give him credit for that. But around chapter two, he starts comparing this guy to John Lennon and then what? you start to question his credibility.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Did he, he also... stay in bed with, uh, for a week protesting the war? <laughs>
1: He also compared this guy with Kurt Cobain, which I do kind of agree, because I think Kurt Cobain got of suck, too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, his stuff like wasn't groundbreaking.
2: They're, I
0: think their fame was helped by Kurt Cobain's death, but...
1: This, this guy more relates to Kurt Cobain than John Lennon. I can promise you that. Um, but this guy has a huge following. With this podcast, I don't want to offend anybody that likes this music. And I was thinking really hard about... How I'm going to not do that? It's not that I really don't want to offend you. I just don't want to sound like that old grandpa. That's like, you know, that new music is yeah, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to. Uh, we are going to read some lyrics and I mean, play. You can play some of his songs. Let me just be honest. I don't get it. I don't get it. I listen to all of his songs. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be old grandpa. I just don't get it. It's probably good if you're younger but it just wasn't our stuff like we grew up on m&m and stuff like that mm. you know and the chronic 2000 i mean this yes. guy was born when chronic 2000 released oh wow he's so, that young
0: yeah he does look young i mean you he know, looks how old is he 20 well he
1: was born in 1998 chronic oh, was released yeah. right at 2000 So yeah so, he was 20 i don't want to bash this new music but it's completely different than what we listen to and i also don't want to sound like this old guy preaching to but all you also
0: people. like like. Who who is it that you like? Two Chains. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the one? No, not Wiz Khalifa. Who's the one from North Carolina that you're like? Oh, yeah, J Cole, man. J Cole, I do like J Cole. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know.
1: I'm gonna try to stay unbiased, but I want to know what you guys think about it. Do you like this guy's music? And the reason I'm asking is because this guy is supposed to be a musical genius. He's supposed to be the Beethoven of rap. Really? He, yeah. He's supposed to be like this big guy, got all these awards and in the Hall of Fame of rappers and all this stuff. Really? I want to know what you How guys think. How long was he
2: in the game for?
1: The game? game. Yeah, the rap
2: game. The rap game.
1: It's a thing. The game. The game. The the softball
0: game? No, the rap game. It's a thing. It is a thing, but you
2: sounded so white. I am white. I'm literally like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That's how freaking white I am. I go outside and I get crispy. Like, what do you want? Uh, I don't know
1: how long he was in the game for, Jen. (laughs) But... Let's talk a little bit about him. He was born 1998 in Plantation General Hospital in Plantation, Florida. So he is Florida-born. So Jose, his real name, was actually derived from a Bob Marley song. Oh. So Jase. In each verse of the song, a different message from God is sung. So Jase, yea are the sheep of my pasture. Both his mother and his father were Jamaican immigrants. So mm. Ah. I will give this guy credit right here for this. It is definitely a different style of music. So do you have like reggae? It is definitely different from what you've ever heard. Well, let's listen. All right. Tell me if you like this music, Jim.
2: Fuck,
1: yeah. You don't fuck, you fucked up. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: You know what? Good for him. He's performing in front of thousands of people. Yeah, I'm fucking jealous. Which we're not. So, you know, yeah, I'm jealous. All right, let's
1: go. For the record, guys, I'm just really jealous. <laughs> this guy can stand in front of thousands of people and say, you done fucked up, and we can't like even my get- my dad talking to me. <laughs>
0: All right, It's secretly, your dad's voice recorded and just mixed.
1: Let's let's read some of the lyrics. Oh well, the chorus on this song "Look at Me" is "Fuck on me, look at me, a fuck on me, yeah, look at me, a look at me, look at me, yeah, fuck on mm. me." What's "fuck on me"? Does that mean like jerk off on me? No, I think that means mm. okay, like read, read this, Nicole. <laughs> this is a- the, <laughs> this is the music that's getting uh, Grammys and all this shit. I took that white bitch to Starbucks. That little bitch
0: got her throat fucked. I like to rock out. I'm a misfit. My emo bitch like her wristlet. Curly hair bitch. I'm a corb. Co- Corbin, like I'm Corbin, like oh, like Corbin Blue.
1: Corbin Blue.
0: Oh, curly hair bitch, like I'm Corbin. Got like three bitches. I'm warming. Skeet on your man bitch's forehead. Man Ew. bitch's. Forehead. Oh, sorry, I can't not read. your man's bitch. Skeet on your man's bitch's forehead. Don't want your pussy. I just want
2: head. Ew. Like wh- look at me. Fuck on me. Look at me. Fuck on me. Look at me. <laughs> fuck on me. Look at me. Fuck on
1: me. Fuck on me. Skeet on your main bitches
2: Wait, but like, for- <laughs> I'm so confused because he just said that he didn't want to fuck her. He just wanted to get to the head. He just, but well, then he tells her to look at him while they're fucking. Like, I don't get it. Make up your
0: mind. No, 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 he was right.
2: To- this is the John Lennon of time. No,
0: listen. Listen.
1: <laughs> was. Okay, no. He just- Was. was. He skeets, which means ejaculates. Yeah,
2: I learned what that meant skeet, 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 motherfucker. On, it was on one of our episodes. On I your think.
1: main bitch's forehead. So basically... It's like, say he Simba'd sim- sim-
2: her. Or your wife.
1: Simba. I don't know. Gross.
2: <laughs> Simba. He's alive.
0: <laughs> oh, Christ. That's and that's good. how old we are. I remember seeing The Lion King in the movie theater. I'm like bitch who is your man day eh? can't keep my dick in my pants eh that bitch don't want to be friends eh i gave her a dick she got mad eh, eh? she so put her tongue in my dick eh, eh? look at my wrist. about 10 eh,
1: eh? <laughs> <laughs> i did read the next line
0: wait i wait, 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 just got to pound on that ha.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is, like, is bo- you know what boofing is? We talked about no, this. That's not the same uh, boofing, yeah, is it? Uh, boof just got a pound of that boof. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> with, you with, like without without
0: a, a dictionary next oh, to the shit. words, I'm left <laughs> to think it's boofing.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it means that like he was eating her ass. ew Holy shit! You put a gun on my man's. I put a hole in your parents. Whoa! I just got lean on my Scoobies. 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 I got an Uzi. No Uzi. An Uzi? Wait, does he not have an Uzi? I got got an Uzi. No Uzi. What? Does he have one or not? Uh. Did you hear that heavy bass? I didn't even want to play that on my sound system. so when we record if you talk too loud in the microphone it's called clipping so basically if you talk so loud it will cut off the loudest parts of what you say and it will sound all grainy like Hmm. that's why you don't scream into the microphone and it's the same thing with this music they got the bass up so loud that they're purposely clipping it and making it sound like that and the reason that's that's not good is because that will actually destroy your sound system. Yeah. That's why oh, yeah. I don't even want to play it on my system, okay, because mine's because it's pretty expensive. Right. I've blown out the speakers in all the cars I've ever had. So far, my speaker is okay. But I do want to say that that is uniquely a Jamaican thing, which is really interesting. A lot of this story is really interesting if you look at the the background of where he came from and stuff like that. The music, I don't understand. Sorry for making fun of it, but... As far as him bringing a Jamaican influence over to America and combining it with all these other genres like he did, I'll have to give him credit for that. I don't understand it, but you do have to give him credit for that. Mm. Because that bass, you've never heard it before. Yeah. It's like Yeah, and that's people a People love much. that shit. I mean, yeah. like,
2: for me, one of the things I love about music, especially when I have my headphones and and I I'm probably gonna go deaf because lately and by lately, I mean the past few years. I've been guilty of listening to my music a little too loud, but I just love the way that the wavelengths feel in my brain, and the way that the music like makes me feel like I can like feel the notes, which is just kind of transcendental and cool. But can
1: I buy some weed from you? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't have any. Now his father was a Jamaican immigrant. His name was Dwayne. Now he was never really around in fact between 1993 and 2008 he's listed at at least eight different residents at least and he's living with multiple women twice he was brought to court for paternity issues by at least two different women his mother was also a jamaican immigrant now this is this is where the story gets really interesting because of the unique culture in this little part of south florida So obviously, X is Jamaican. All right. So the Jamaican history, real quick, the motto, out of many, one people. The language is Patois, P-A-T-O-I-S. Now, Britain owned Jamaica and used it as a sugar plantation for slave labor. The history of Jamaica is pretty much slave labor for the sugar Mm
2: -hmm. trade.
1: And being on such a small island, that is all they had to grow and Eventually, once it started getting more and more populated, there was suffrage. You know, there was not enough crops to go around, not enough domesticated animals and stuff like that. People were starving, and that caused clashes. Plus, they were all oppressed from the British. Hmm. In 1938, there was a rebellion of the working class against the West Indian Sugar Company. Everyone in Jamaica at that time, pretty much 90-something percent was Forced into slave labor. There was two systems that were created at that point. The People's National Party and the Jamaican Labor Party. In 1944, Jamaica was granted limited self-governance. In 1962, on August 6th, Jamaica reached independence from Britain. As you can see from this old newspaper clipping right here that I found.
0: Jamaica celebrates independence. UK and Jamaica wish to maintain bonds of friendship. Prince's Open's first
1: parliament. The Queen's message says, I warmly welcome Jamaica to Commonwealth. Now, like I said, Jamaica was owned by Britain and then they reached independence in 1962. But as far as I know, and please correct me if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but they still are represented by the Queen. So I'm not sure how that works, but I haven't seen anything where they're not represented by the the crown. So
2: The bobsledding team? Mm. Yeah, I movie. forgot the Olympics were supposed to be this year. I know.
1: You know who else is from Jamaica? That's ex- the Baha Men. No, you know, I I didn't even think about this. Um freaking Usain Bolt. Oh yeah, and talk about oh, like yeah. being the fastest guy on the planet, having a name like Bolt.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: that's true. Do you do? You, was that his real name? Yeah, yeah. that's his real name.
1: Wow. He's got an amazing story. Fate. There were three waves of immigration to the U.S. The third wave is still currently going on. Nineteen hundred to nineteen twenties was the largest wave. This is when Jamaica was getting overpopulated, and there was not enough to go around. It's a small island, so they immigrated to the states. Now, keep in mind, this first and second wave is pre-civil rights movement. So them coming here, they're getting treated like, you know, the African-Americans got treated back in the... Pre civil rights, mm. so,
2: so they probably found employment mostly as housekeepers. And yeah,
1: 1930s was kind of the weakest wave. And in mid 1960s, there was the McCarr and Walter Act, which allowed only 100 Jamaicans to enter U.S. per year. The reason I'm telling you all this is because, believe it or not, the majority of the popular music today is from Jamaica.
2: Hmm. Or has Jamaican I, roots?
1: I know, literally was invented by the Jamaican culture, which is super interesting. That's why I'm going over these movements. Was
2: that act, was that just against Jamaican people, or was that about other cultures as well, and that was the number that they came up with for Jamaicans?
1: That was the number they came up with Jamaicans because there was other Caribbean island immigrants coming over as well. What happens when we only allow 100 Jamaicans into the U.S. per year? Well, they go somewhere else, and where did they go? the uk yeah. right wow. since jamaica influenced the music so well that's where you have all the house trance mm. and all the the um, like the edm oh. and all the um, you know the techno stuff mm-hmm. is big in the uk that was influenced directly by jamaicans and interesting I mean, yeah. not only that but rock and roll music in america and the uk like um, po- a lot of pop punk the uh, the Ramones, the Clash, all those things were directly influenced by the Jamaican hmm. music.
2: Now, as a as a co- country that was previously governed slash has some allegiance to the Queen, at this time, I wonder if they needed to. Like, if they could just go there or if they needed to, like, apply for a visa or – I mean, I, I know this probably isn't really relevant. It doesn't matter. But I'm just I'm just curious because, you know, it's different from immigrating to America where you need to fill out all of these forms and go through.
1: There's a whole documentary about the immigration to the U.K. specifically, and they interview a lot of the people. I think what it is is they can go there, but they got, like, two years before they have to pass citizenship. Hmm. If not, they have to go back. Okay, kind something of like, like that. Thing. Yeah, something like here. In 1965, the Hart-Celler Immigration Reform Act allowed a new surge that continues to this day. So they dropped the 100 a year, and now it's more lenient. That's why you have a lot of the immigrants, including X's parents. His mother and his father were immigrants from Jamaica. Hmm. In 2010, the census in America was about 965. 1,355 Jamaican-Americans, 25% of those live in Florida, and 31% live in New York City. This is from the Caribbean National Weekly right here.
0: Jamaicans must learn to adjust to life in some of America's toughest neighborhoods. They become streetwise very early and learn where to walk and work, and which apartment buildings and neighborhoods to live in. Occasionally, they become victims of inner-city crimes, but many Jamaican youths have penetrated the gangs and drug culture in New York City, Miami, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Boston. Some are named in organized crime raids by the FBI and other law enforcement bodies.
1: Hmm. So, and the reason this is really important is because this guy, XX Tenashion, he was extremely, extremely, extremely violent. Really? And that is part of the culture, and I'm not saying overview all Jamaicans are violent because that's not the case, but Jamaicans that immigrate to the U.S. and they're forced into these low-income, high-crime-rate areas, they got to kind of learn to live off the street.
2: Well, yeah, you look at all of those cities that were named, and they do have a reputation of having areas that are violent <laughs> <laughs> well no. you're a fighter you've been getting in a lot of fights um bro i've been uh, fighting uh, since i was a kid fuck <laughs> come close, come Dude, close. He, bro. he knows <laughs> what he's always been throwing the hands or what i mean
0: i've been there plenty of situations and, like plenty of fights like i knew him for four years yeah we all knew <laughs> yeah pretty much
1: yeah so, so okay you grew up in the hood type shit yeah x was extremely violent when he was six years old he stabbed his mother's boyfriend with a shard of glass. I'm
2: sorry, did you say six?
1: Six, yeah, because, his, because he saw his mother get beat. Oh. So he went after her. His mother, Cleopatra, told X when he was growing up, you have to give a woman three chances before you use violence on her. And after, yeah, so you can kind of see. Now, I don't want to give this guy credit because, as you'll see, he was about to go to prison for a long time for literally beating the shit out of his girlfriend. And she got beat so bad she lost the baby. So I don't want to give this guy any fucking credit. But it is a lot easier to see where his violent streak comes from if you know the background of his life. So that's kind of why I'm doing that. Also, when he was 16, he was in juvie. For a weapons charge, and just like in Pee Wee Gaskins' episode, if you remember, the new meat X was considered new meat, and his cellmate was trying to get him on the rotation of you know getting raped by other prisoners, and X fucked this guy up really bad. He he ends up slamming his head against the prison wall. He grabs his nuts basically and squeezes them almost yeah. until they pop oh and then he Is was that like possible yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> so was like yeah i've done it to somebody oh before. my god this Ugh. and then right when he was going to curb stop you know like on american oh, history x god. the guard the guards walked in so luckily they walked in before he was added to his time with a murder charge because he was going to murder that cellmate and not only that, but if you read the book that we're reading from tonight, fight, 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 fight. That's what he loved to do. And at five foot six, I believe. Oh, he's he a tiny a guy. Lot, yeah, he kind of wanted to... Overcompensate. Overcompensate a little bit, I feel. But anyway, we'll get onto that later. What I want to get onto is that freaking bass sound because I could not figure out why he was using this bass sound. And then I finally figured it out. And it's so interesting. In 1940s, Kingston, Jamaica, a sound system, what we think of now is like speakers and a tape deck, a sound system was actually a crew a DJ and his partner, what they call a selector. This started around the 1940s and 1950s. Now, in Kingston, Jamaica, and everywhere in Jamaica, they were struggling. There's not enough to go around. They're isolated on this very small island, and they were being forced into slave labor. During this time in the States, the R&B movement was going on. Hmm. What they would do is take these albums from the States and play them over in jamaica now here's what they would do they would load up a truck with a generator several turntables and huge speakers
0: oh jesus
1: you see what i'm saying
2: oh my god It's outrageous. It's
1: going to blow my fucking speaker.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's already coming out of your speaker. And I'm like, whoa. But like if I was there in prison, I'd be like, whoa, you know,
1: because over in Jamaica, there's no money to be made. The economy is extremely unstable. So what they started doing is taking these speakers and they were making all these speakers themselves Hmm. and they would bring them out to the road. And that's where people would meet up and they would blast this R&B music from the States so everyone can hear. And it was like a thing to do because there was nothing else to do. And everyone was broke and everyone was starving and they just did this. This is how they got by. And eventually it became really popular and it became big business. Not only big business, but the only business. Because in Jamaica, there's nothing but sugar and nothing else to make money. So the business, the incentive was to make these sound systems bigger and bigger and bigger. Because if I set up these sound systems, I attract people. and Maybe I can sell some meat or some rice or whatever Hmm. I got and make a little bit of money. Hmm. So the incentive is to build the best sound sound systems, just like any other market economy, they just kept topping each other and it was just getting bigger and bigger and louder and louder. They were building the speakers so large that the bass frequencies, which is in on the low end spectrum, mm-hmm. if you think about the equalizer, the bassy is on the low, like mm-hmm. low, 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 low. They would pump that bass up 30,000 watts or more. They would focus mainly on the bass and that's where it got that sound. Hmm.
2: Did you know there's a Britney Spears song called Big Fat Bass? No, I did not. It's pretty not good, but you know.
1: So what they would do is they would bring these sound systems in the middle of the road and they would have what they called a sound clash. And they would battle with the speaker systems, like whose speaker systems are better. And (laughs) you see these are all handmade. These are all made by them. They didn't buy these and get them shipped from Amazon. So they were actually comparing which speakers were better, and they did that by three different things. Number one, how it played, how it sounded. Number two, how it looked, which is why you see the Mm -hmm. colored. And number three, how loud does it get? This right here is Jason Goss. This is from a really good documentary from Turismo. It's on YouTube. This is a dub plate. It's a blank acetate disc, two holes drilled in it.
0: Now, a dub plate is a reject master disc. For example, a 10-inch dub plate is a reject 7-inch master. So it might have a microscopic floor, which, once cut, the turntable stylus will ignore. But obviously, it's no good for the manufacturing process. So the manufacturers of
1: the acetate disc will drill a hole in it, and it's called dub plate. And the only music they had was these reject albums from the States that they couldn't sell. So what they did was take these albums and they would use these little four tracks and eight tracks mixers. These guys in Jamaica would do stuff like increase the bass frequencies. They would use reverbs and delays and kind of just make things sound uh, different. They they wanted to claim it as their own. And this got really popular. The DJs, whose job it was to hype up the audience because that's how you win... And winning's really important because if you don't win, the other crew gets to smash all your equipment. Mm. Oh so shoot. There's no vocals, but you still got to hype up the crowd. What do you do? Well, you start doing what they call toasting. In the book I'm reading, the author uses this word a lot, toast. He says X always would toast on the track. Mm. That is just another word for rap. So yes, You can thank this dub movement in Jamaica for modern day rap. Hmm. It all comes from here. It's interesting. It started out of we need to hype the audience up. We need to just say something, lay down some, you know, lay down some lines or whatever. And it morphs into what we know as rap right now. One of the bedrocks of rapping, toasting in Jamaica was to use alliterative lyrics, which basically means repetitive. So if we go back to this guy's songs, XXX Tenasian song, Look at Me, and then you see where. It says, that bitch don't want to be friends, ayy. I gave her dick, she got mad, ayy. She put her tongue on my dick, ayy. Look at my wrist about ten, ayy. Just got a pound of that booth, ayy. Brought that shit straight from the booth, ayy. Tommy my heel figure boots, ayy. She said, I want to fuck, bitch, I do, ayy. Wait. <laughs> It's actually pretty catchy. Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> so let's talk about the reason that he was going to go to prison. Now, this is from Pitchfork.com. XXX, Tanasian's reported victim, details grim pattern of abuse in testimony. Last October, prosecutors charged him. Now, this is 2017 before he was mm-hmm. murdered. Charged him with the aggravated battery of a pregnant woman, domestic battery by strangulation, false imprisonment, and witness tampering. If convicted on all four counts, X could face substantial prison time. Mm.
0: And he should. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You don't beat anyone, especially a pregnant woman. He slapped her and broke her iPhone success because she had complimented a male friend on his new jewelry. Uh, Later that day, he left the room and returned with two grilling implements, a barbecue pitchfork and a barbecue cleaner, she said, and told her to pick between them because he was going to put one of them in her vagina. (gasps) She chose the fork. He told her to undress. He was lightly dragging the tool against her inner thigh when she passed out. He did not penetrate her with it. About a week and a half into their stint in Orlando, the woman and him were on their way to a show. Um, inside, they got into a fight. When they arrived home after the show, he took her into the bathroom. And he was asking me why I was singing his friend's part of the song. If I like him, why do I like him? Do I look at his Twitter? Then he headbutted her, punched her, stomped on her, and put her in the bathtub, where he oh, continued hitting and kicking her. He also wanted to cut out my tongue because I was singing the song, she said. She tried to run away down the street. He tackled her, causing her head to hit the pavement. She suffered black eyes, a lump on the back of her head, scratch marks, and bruises, including a large bruise on her ankle, where he stomped her.
1: So this is from the uh, this is from the Look at Me book. Is a quote from one of the victim's friends that he beat. Quote: She had so many bruises up and down her back. She looked like a Dalmatian. Oh, she remembers the odd places on her body where there were visible bruising. Quote: Places I didn't even know you could bruise. So this is this rapper that everyone loves and has so much respect for, and he's won 10 Billboard Music Awards or whatever the fuck that means. And all the kids are looking up to is this guy. He's a woman beater. I mean, he's dead now, but... Did the
0: four people who did, you know, attack him, did they know it was a f- famous rapper? Like, did they know it was XX ex tacion
1: I, I don't know if they knew it was a famous rapper. I think they were... Maybe they did. And a lot of it... There is, like, this conspiracy. I don't buy into all the rap stuff. I don't know much about it, but a conspiracy that they wanted him dead because he's so influential or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I feel like they Sorry. just saw a rich guy and wanted to shoot him. Yeah, he had a um, Louis Vuitton bag. The the last little news that came in about this is...
2: I feel like if he was as influential as everyone says, I probably would have heard of him.
1: Agreed. Well, here's the thing, like when he was in prison getting famous, I guess like Kendrick Lamar, is he a rapper? Yeah. The and name sounds all those, those, I know
2: Kendrick Lamar.
1: All those rappers and I don't know the other ones, man, but they were tweeting or whatever, free X, you know, or whatever. And oh, then please. Drake apparently shouted him out. On what? one of the songs. Yeah. So it's like these guys, this guy is in jail for beating the shit out of a pregnant woman. And you fucking assholes, you fucking assholes want to idolize him. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? And the thing it the kids these days, man, they <laughs> listen to this shit just because we don't. I'm telling you, this is like one of the most popular rappers. Him, there's other guys, Uzi, Vert. Is one of the rappers? Yeah, we don't know these guys, no, but no, 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 no. they're SoundCloud famous. They got famous with their laptops. So there's nothing wrong with that, but it's all just junk, yeah. man. It's all fucking. I mean, you saw the lyrics. F- yeah, I'm gonna take I mean, your white a, bitch to Starbucks and th- fuck her throat. Yeah, like, there's are you a difference between like me,
2: dude? someone that's a musical genius and having like m- lyrics that mean something versus that. XXXTation
0: murder suspect
2: pen's letter to judge,
0: asking for release due to COVID nineteen fears. Ooh. So
1: they're still in prison, and I think they're still waiting on their trials. Oh, but they're all four in prison, and one of them writes the judge, saying that he wants to get out of prison because he's scared of the coronavirus.
0: I'm sure he does want to get out of prison. I'm sure and, you do. In the
1: in the article, he writes the judge and says. uh I've been good for 21 months, and, like, I passed my drug test, and I haven't fought or anything, so, you know, can you... But I also killed a guy, This, like, virus is, like, super scary.
0: Well, good job. You get credit for that time served when you are convicted of murder, so...
1: Honestly, I was excited about doing this story, but then I learned how big of a piece of shit this fucking asshole was. Anyway, I mean, who gives a shit? Whatever. I mean, he was—if he was alive, he'd still be beating pregnant women. So fuck it.
2: Well, which is why I believe don't let that your kids
1: listen to this shit.
2: I believe that you will let people will get theirs in due time. So you know he beat a pregnant woman and then he got killed i'm not saying that what the killers did were right but i'm just saying you know karma is a thing and it will find you so try to live your life justly
1: if you enjoy this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our ski master slump dog, go to, go to talkmurder.com slash join, become a talk us primo, get a badass t-shirt, stickers, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research and dedicate it to you on the Talk Murder podcast. My name is John Hebert, and Nicole. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.